Welcome. <laughs> You're not gonna give him anything else. No. That's just it. Huh? All right, we're gonna redo it. It's we're gonna redo it. No, that's so. good. no, keep it, Colleen. Keep, keep, keep rolling. No, Rob, Colleen. What are we doing today? All right, today, Nick. Uh, we need to know what is your favorite video game? Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Wow, John Mark. Fallout Three. I changed my answer. Wow. Okay. Pete. Video games are bad. All right. <laughs> Here's the truth. We've already shot this episode. The computer froze. We're doing it again. Roll it. Do no. We didn't pose a question. Sorry. Don't roll it. Sorry. Do not roll it. Video games. What place do they should they have in our lives as husbands, as adults, and what place should they have in our children's life? How do they fit? What's good about them? What's bad? Roll it. Do you cut it's up to Colleen, whatever she wants to do. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Awakened Catholic Men Show. Uh, today, we're going to talk about video games. Um, basically, the question is, what place do they have in our lives? And we're also going to do our very best to encourage Nick to play less. Yes. What? <laughs> As always. This is, As always. This but is an first, excuse to have an intervention. <laughs> but first, donate to the Awakened Nation. If you donate to the Awakened Nation, Nick will give you the content he's been holding back. So he's created this super premium content oh my gosh. that only goes to the people who donate. And if you haven't done it yet, you're just getting the leftovers. This is not our best stuff. So donate to the Awakened Nation. Download the Awakened Catholic oh app. You can get it from the App Store, whether you have an iPhone, an Android. John Mark is literally in pain right now. <laughs> These chairs are kind of tight. I can't right. move around very much. All right. Yes, yeah, so I mean, download the so app. good. Imagine. Imagine right. how much good yes. the rest of it must be. Yes, there's so much better stuff. <laughs> Believe me, this is the bottom of the rung. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> we're talking about video games today. Uh, you know, let's just start with questions uh, so we can share a little bit about uh, where we currently are with video games, Nick, uh, can you tell me the place that they have in your life right now? Yeah, uh, right now I miss, you know, the, if I'm being super honest, like I miss some of the earlier years of my life that, you know, there was time to be a child and do not much other than that. Um, just not, not because I wish I didn't have to do anything, but I just like there was like a freedom and uh, kind of an innocence in like a time of your life that you could approach life that way. Um, but no, I, right now, like uh, there are times between things I'm doing between work, I'm trying to get done or, or now like, uh, you know, when I'm, when I have time after work and kids are tied up that I might like sit down and I tr turn on the PlayStation and, um, I sit there for maybe 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out what I'm going to play. And then I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I, I guess I'm not going to play any PlayStation right now because nothing sounds appetizing because all I'm actually thinking about is what do I need to get done or, you know. It's so interesting. Yeah. That yeah. that phenomenon is just interesting. Oh, or like picking a movie, it's the same way. Yeah. Either, or like, what, like oh, what do I just, how do I waste my time Like it's more about the TV. idea of watching a well, movie or playing you remember, a game. You remember a time when you were like just desperate for this particular yeah. like avenue of release. Yeah. And then it's just different. It's now like, it's not fulfilling kind of, in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting phenomenon. I have the same thing. Yeah. John Mark, tell me. Where Hold on, wait, wait, before oh, we move on. Oh, okay. Yes. What you just said, uh, it struck me like, it's almost as though... 
and maybe this is off base, yes. but that's what this show is for. Okay. Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that, that people find in video games is uh, uh, something to satiate their, like, hunger for adventure. Mm. And <clears throat> I almost feel as though part of m what what draws me to them less now is I honestly find so much adventure in real life that I maybe don't have the same like uh, vacancy for that need that I maybe have had for a lot of the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, that just kind of dawned on me uh, yeah. as you said what you just said a second ago, but anyways, yeah. as you were Rob, mm -hmm. as I was John Mark, where do they fit in your life? Uh, video games. I don't, end up playing very many video games these days. Uh, I have a lot of... So I played a lot when I was younger. Um, I don't have a lot of time now, but I, around my family, around my immediate family and my kids, a lot of family members do play video games, so my kids are exposed to it. And so my plan, my sort of strategy has been, I, I have introduced some mostly kind of old-fashioned video games into our family. But what I've tried to do is keep them in a very specific place because what I'm trying to figure out is how do I navigate the extremes of just like leaving them out completely because my kids will still have them in other people's lives. So I, I want them to develop the habits, like good habits related to them. Mm. But how do I navigate between just leaving them out completely um, uh, versus doing what I did when I grew up, which is as soon as I got access to them, you know, for at least a period of time for so many years, I didn't really have any, any uh, uh, virtue related to them. I just would play, play way too much and kind of binge on them. Uh, and I've, I've come out of that, but I don't think it was necessarily because I, I developed virtue, virtues. I think I just got too busy. So I, I'm trying to figure out how now, brown cow, to, I don't know, have my kids develop some virtues in relationship to things like movies and video games and those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, Nick, would you like to um, uh, respond to him calling you a brown cow? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on from that. I'm a big fan of brown cows. That's a compliment. <laughs> now, now, Pete, I heard that you weren't actually that good at NCAA football. <laughs> I heard Just, that too. Yeah. It actually, a lot of people have said that. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, can you, maybe you just tell us a little bit about video games in your life. What do they mean to you? So growing up with Rick Coleman, Rick, if you're watching the show, I remember hours I used to spend playing sports video games in particular and those are great childhood memories, like mm. playing yeah. and, and connecting yeah. with friends and, and everything. Uh, sophomore year at John Carroll University, I was the NCAA championship uh, champion there um, wow. in uh, Miller that, Hall. There, at that John goes Carroll. against everything I thought would have been true <laughs> <laughs> about you. Um, but uh, you know, I think for me, when I when I think of this question today, especially being so busy, there's a need for men in particular to have leisure in our lives. And I think that's really important and, and healthy because gosh, there's so many responsibilities we have as men to be the spiritual leaders of our household, that it's also important that we, we stay balanced. We work out um, and, and we stay balanced in all the areas of our lives. But, and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with video games. I think they're actually fascinating. And actually I would, I would like to play more video games, but I don't play them at all anymore only because I feel like they're a lower form of leisure versus the other opportunities we have to get outside, uh, to experience nature, to experience playing with our kids, whether it's in the snow or uh, whatever it may be, even in you know the, the dark winter that we're in right now. Um, so I, I, I choose not to play them because I think there's better ways to spend our time and there's more leisurely ways to spend our time than diving into video games. 
topple that with a lot of video games today, and I know this doesn't address their inherent good or, or bad, but a lot of the video games today are uh, are violent. You know, I think of Fortnite, which is a very popular video game right now, that well, some may play on the show. I won't out that person at this moment. But when you're just going around shooting people and killing people, like, is that really edifying to one's soul? Is that raising you up to higher things. And I don't think it is, quite frankly. And I think that person is in danger of going to hell. So oh we'll talk more. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, but but I think everything on this this universe does lead us closer to God or farther away. And so we have to be careful as what we take in, whether it's video games or what we're watching on TV. So I think there is a, a prudent question to ask as far as what we're participating in as well. Yeah. Well, I think we're all in danger of going to hell, right, Pete? <laughs> we are. Ooh, so no one's above that. No one's above that. No one's above it. Right? Um, <laughs> this is incredible. I just want to watch you guys go at it for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, so Pete was trying to poke fun at me. I I admitted uh, before the show and when you the, thought you could trust him. The first take of the show, maybe uh, I I have played a little Fortnite, which is like a cartoony first person shooter, um, and it's not good to shoot people. You know, there is a sense of accomplishment when I do that <laughs> in this video game, but it's not good. It's not good. This might be one of my favorite episodes um, of the Men's Show. You know, I kind of, I, my wife would say that I duped her in in letting me get a Nintendo Switch that this last year. So I haven't had video games in my life for a long time. And I don't know how long, maybe three months. Was Christmas? Christmas, since Christmas, two months, yeah. uh, I, I got the Nintendo Switch, which, you know, my thing was, oh, this could be a communal game I can play mm -hmm. with other people, mm -hmm. you know, and there could, you know, <clears throat> there could be something edifying about it. Um, I played a couple of times with my wife. We played Mario Kart and Donkey Kong. And we actually, you know, like just playing and like, oh, no, don't mm -hmm. do that. You know, there's a lot of fun there. There is for sure. Um, and it was that interaction I felt was like. You know, I thought I captured something doing that when I originally hoped to get the video game. Mm -hmm. um, but I find myself seeking that false sense of accomplishment um, in video games and well, playing by myself. That, but why is it a false sense of accomplishment? What have you accomplished? What have you accomplished? Tell me. Well, what have, you accomplished, what have you accomplished if you win a game of chess? Um, playing by yourself or with somebody else? Either way. Do not know. Yes. Yeah. We do not know. So this is this is something I want us to be careful about too as we're navigating this is how do we how do we approach this topic without um, a, applying a bias that is infused in us through our cultures like there's like this very popular uh, way of seeing video games as though it is like lesser and maybe it's because there are people that that are playing video games in an unbalanced yeah. way. But um, I do think that how do you, how do you say that it's different than playing chess? And would you say There's chess a is a huge, waste of time? There's a huge huge sense of immediate gratification in playing video games. You know, that a lot of them now are designed. What's an example of that? I got a couple that are not, but yeah. Yeah. What's okay. an example of that? <laughs> yeah, I guess can, you're I, right. can I go back to that though? Because I yeah. think this this hits <clears throat> in what I was saying before about the higher levels of leisure. Okay. And I think that uh, I would argue that chess there's a there's a higher accomplishment there because of the way that it's challenging one's mind mm -hmm. outside of and challenging um, 
one's uh, ability to think mm-hmm. versus that of video games. So Next I, gonna challenge that, 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 I totally know exactly where you're coming from because you've only ever played sporting games. Yeah, see, that's a, that's an issue. No, 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 I've, I've played other games. Well, so I've played other a couple video games. I've, I think we need to talk about like game and play in general because yeah. video aside, like what what is game? What is play? Where does that fit in our life? Yeah, and then we might make a distinction between there's there's types of play that we're sort of drawn down to because they're easy and they're mm-hmm. sort of absorbing. And then there are types of play that, that take us literally or figuratively getting off the couch and putting either mental or right. physical effort into. And that's, I don't think video games necessarily always fall on the one hand because there are video games that are just as hard as chess that are very complex. Puzzle oriented or otherwise. So yeah. I think that's one aspect to it, but I think yeah. there's other aspects as well. Is like chess involves... Uh, if you're playing just with someone at a table, mm-hmm. it's two persons at the table playing against each other. And there's a there's a deeper sense of community there versus when you bring in something which is almost like a third entity into the situation which which distracts What's from the third entity? this community. It's the it's the video game. It's the you're staring at something else. Oh, like when you're looking at a chessboard. Rather than well, but but there's a, the technology is a very strong force. And you can't disagree that technology doesn't draw people in such a way that it draws away from the individual that you're you're present with. And it draws you rather than into that game, into that person right there with the chess, into the thing itself, which is the video game, the technology, which I think draws people away from each other and the chessboard, if you will, which I don't think is the best and most conducive to drawing one's heart and soul to each other and then upwards towards God. So I think there's an aspect there that is important to examine and we could Mm -hmm. do that here, but um, it goes back to what John Mark was talking about before is this, is this sense of like, what is the purpose of our leisure at the end of the day? And I think if we understand leisure in the context of ultimately the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. the Sabbath is meant for our hearts to be drawn towards, towards the Lord. And I get more um, edification from going out and playing a video or playing a football game with my brothers or with my kids. than I do even watching a football game on TV. Now, both activities we're doing together, but again, there's a third entity in there, the TV and the game that is outside of ourselves versus the playing of the game, which just involves ourselves. So I think there's a higher art there that's more important than, or, or is better than involving that third technology piece, which distracts us from each other. I think it depends on what that third piece is. Cause like in the example of watching a football game, you're both spectating something. And now there is something fun about like cheering on your team and like jumping up for joy when there's a touchdown or whatever, mm-hmm. like that is still communal, but it isn't as communally engaging as when you're, you know, playing football together in, in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it doesn't mean that watching the game with your brother isn't communal. It's like a spectrum, right? Sure, yeah. And so in a similar way, I would propose that there are different types of video games or, or contexts like that. And I would, I would wrap chess into the same category, even though it's not on a screen, although it can be on a screen because you're still, there's a third thing that you're all focused on, even if you're facing your opponent. So and just be real though, grown so men playing a- football. Like we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> it's just a lot safer. I am still it's as, just a lot as I was. safer for someone. I challenge you to a oh my god tackle football. Let's but, do but, it. But, but the, the chessboard. So there's a third piece in the okay. chessboard, but in if you add into the video piece, that's that's a fourth piece 
that comes into yeah. it as far as the technology piece. I don't know so, if I buy that in this exactly. I'm not following it. Exactly. But, but the reason it's still a broad generalization about a, a very complex phenomenon. Yeah. So like, like the reason I brought up the spectrum is because in a video game context, there's a huge spectrum of how um, communal you are with it or how uh, challenging it is for your mind or not. Um, and I want to give an example that is super relevant for me right now. When I do play a game, if I get time to or interest in it, right now, you know, chances are, uh, you know, six out of eight chances are that what I'm doing is the following. Uh, my brother for Christmas this year got me uh, a VR headset, one of the Oculus uh, things. And the reason he got it for me is so that he and I could play together because he has one and he lives in Seattle, Washington. So in virtual reality and engaging my body, if that makes a difference to anyone, um, he and I literally play games together from across the country and we are communing with each other in a way that we would never be able to otherwise because we live so far away from each other. And we're playing games and, and literally it's to the, to the point where in virtual reality, we like jokingly, but it's also fun, we'll like give each other a hug when we see each other and as we're leaving the VR game. So I, th I think so that's funny. It is no, funny. No doubt that that is a good, positive thing, connecting right. you with someone across country. But that will never replace your brother and you being in the same room. Oh, 100%. Being able to hug each other. Like, so there is a higher form of like communicating and uh, being, or not even communicating, but, but being together with someone, mm -hmm. you know, versus the video game aspect. And that's what I'm saying is like, yes, video games can even draw people together and you can connect over it. Mm -hmm. But is that ever going to replace just being with someone else in another act or in an activity that doesn't involve technology. Have you heard about these these tablets? These they're made of uh, processed trees, but you stare at them and you hallucinate vividly for hours on end. You heard what? about this? They're called books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, like, so you sit. If I read Lord of the Rings for like the ninth or tenth time, like that's what I'm doing. Is I'm sitting. I'm not even doing it with somebody else. I'm just sitting there imagining imagining vividly this yeah. story. That seems crazy <laughs> when you say it that way. I know. You know what that wow. makes me think of? Oh, but your, some, I don't remember where. But, but yeah. you know what that makes me think of is going yeah. back to the, the playing chess or cards or something versus yeah. video games. It, yeah. it, it reminds me of the, with, with what you just said, the argument between reading a physical book and listening to an audio book. Are you still reading the book if you're listening to it? Are you still playing? Mm -hmm. you know, like I think it's a very similar. Here, here's what I'm going to say. So I've start off, you kind of kind of rebut a little bit. I have this sense of, you know, gratification, accomplishment in video games that is not commensurate to what I've actually done, which is sat on the couch and move my thumbs. You know, okay, yeah. I have these feelings and sense of accomplishments. That's what draws me in. That's how video games possess me, you know, which I feel like is not good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it puts me in a way where I'm acting in my lower natures. You know, I'm refining my skills, but I'm not living, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm as present yeah. But there's well, another dynamic to it, too. Like, it's a new form of entertainment. It isn't just activity. So, like, I love when when I have in my past, like, gotten really into a video game, um, a lot of nine times out of ten, it was like some really epic fantasy story um, that that was a different mode, a different medium through which to receive and participate in a story. So instead of just reading <laughs> about a character, I am that character going through that journey and just it's being transmitted to me in a different form. But the issue comes mm -hmm. is when we allow that, when we're there and we allow that to supersede 
other things that are more important 100%. in our lives. So we're going to throw in the word prudence. Oh, take right. it away. That's not my line. That's John Mark's line. Okay. Yeah. Well, so here's what I was thinking. Like, so one thing I want to go back to what Peter was saying earlier um, is that one thing we can say about video games. I think there's more nuance than sometimes is, is put in here. But by I, Peter. No, <laughs> but, but, I'm looking at him. And that's what I mean. Very black and white. In my no, world. but certainly what we agree with is that as a, as a type, like video games tend to be the sort of thing that um, that exert an undue um, uh, pull on you. Versus books. I mean, like we don't generally have that. I mean, some of us once in a while do, you know, like sneak off and read books, you know, in the closet, and our wives are looking for us to go to do chores. But, but most of the time, Wait, is, is who that is something I, that happens I, to you? Which of us does that? <laughs> I gotta read by the virtues. Only a couple times. Oh uh, but the point is, yeah. So uh, that's something we all collectively notice about video games. Is that unlike other types of play, unlike other types of, of literature or story, you know, that we might experience, they do uh, tend to exert more of a pull on us. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is because, uh, especially as they've gotten modernized, you do have designers who are specifically designing them to do that. Like, I think early video games didn't quite have the same pull. Like, I mean, you, you know, you, you beat your head against a Mario level for, you know, half an hour. And you really need a break because it's hard and it's frustrating, yeah. you know, or like a, one game that I actually have played with my kids, got them into a little bit, is the old like Star Wars flight simulator games. Oh, okay, wow. Those games are complicated and frustrating and difficult. So, yeah, you might play for a while and it's a real challenge, but then you really need a break. They don't have the same pull that like some of these modern games where you they really they're designed so that you never actually get to the point where you feel like getting off of them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're always drawing you deeper and deeper. So I think that is an issue here that um, the modern ones specifically, but then the, the genre as a whole, the, the the format, the medium as a whole does exert more of a pull. Now, I don't think that that uh, that pull makes it all bad, but it means that to be prudent with it, you have to recognize that, OK, like, again, whether it's video games or books that the pull shouldn't be what determines how I use this in my life. Like, it has to be submitted to prudence. Mm-hmm. You know, That's do, huge. do books have a place in my life? Yes. Well, what, what about, like, fiction books that, that aren't necessarily, like, very directly spiritually, you know, like, I'm not reading spiritual works. I'm just reading a fun fiction or sci-fi book or whatever. Does it have any place in my life? Well, yeah, it could. It could be a perfectly fine form of leisure. But I have to, before, I have to set the pull aside and decide, no, what's the place in my life for this? And then if, if it has a place, I have to put it in that place and keep it in that place. And whatever pull it's exerting on me has to be a side issue, I would say. Outside of the pull, though, would you say that um, reading a book mm-hmm. is better for one's soul versus playing a video game? Which book and which video game? And, yeah. and who am I playing the video game with? And where, Assume, what day? Assuming that both video games are, or both a video game and book is, um, well, The Lord of the Rings. Video game, the video games are never very good. Okay. So. Wait, have you so played Shadow of Mordor? <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Okay, it's actually good. But yeah, that maybe that's a good example, The Lord of the Rings, or an example of something that involves, um, you know, good versus evil, something of that nature. Like, I would want to say, almost categorically, that reading a book and stimulating your mind in that sense is a higher form of leisure than is entering into uh, the twiddling of the thumbs on something on the screen. Um, yeah. That's that's what I would say. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure if I'm... If I'm I mean, I certainly, I think books are awesome. We can, we can distinguish, too, between higher and lower forms, but I think there's a time for lower forms. 
Yeah, and well, I also wonder what just just for if that you know, is a devil's advocate sake, just so we can like really analyze that question because I think, I think it's worthy of it. Yeah. Um, what for from from your perspective, Pete? What are you using to delineate that this one is a higher form versus this one that's a lower form? Uh, I think there's a couple different aspects to it. One would just simply be the um, would start with the mental, like how are you engaging the brain? Um, and we we do know that technology does change the brain in such a way that um, it can be very addictive. The second uh, way I would distinguish would be the spiritual sense, like what is it doing to your soul? Uh, is it drawing the soul towards God, or is it? Um, you know, not drawing the soul towards God. So I think those are two aspects of it. There might be more um, that are important to examine. But in, in those two ways, I would want to argue that, and I don't know if I could do succinctly here enough, mm-hmm. but that, that that reading a book, reading the written word, um, is, is better for the brain and the soul mm-hmm. than is entering into a world of fantasy in the context of the video game. Can I ask about analogy? Because you just mentioned, Rob, because you think there's a place, there is a place for some of the lower forms. So let's consider an analogy on the level of food. I often tell my kids that, okay, um, you you like to watch TV? That's great. And that's fine, you know, but TV is to books what junk food is to healthy food. Now, we still have unhealthy food sometimes. Like sometimes we have cake or sometimes... Mm. You know, we have, you know what, tonight's a special night. We're going to have watch a movie and have a bag of chips. I think, I feel like the analogy is very similar. So yeah. the question is, is there, because like, are, are we willing to say on, on this aspect of life, there is never a place for anything that is lower <clears throat> in favor of something higher. Is that true on, in food? Is that true in books? Is that true in activity as a whole? He only eats vegetables. no but i think that's a perfect analogy because even if you consider how books are developed versus how games are developed um you know when when you have an author developing a story it's all about the story they're not factoring in like okay i have to give the the reader of this book a dopamine response that is triggered by this moment like they're thinking about the boring story okay whatever (laughs) put that book (laughs) i'm just saying and then in contrast um with the game development you're you know like we talked about earlier the addictive elements like they're very much thinking about what does it sound like when they collect this coin that triggers a dopamine response that makes them want to connect collect more coins you know they they are thinking very similar to the potato chips or the the uh junk food like how can we get them to love of this candy or this junk food. Well, I guess again, my, my point is, <clears throat> is there a place, sorry, I keep coughing here. Is there a place for food that's not necessarily poison? Again, the analogy to be to something right. that's actually bad for your soul. That really is like very immoral. Well, no, okay. We're not have, talking about poison on the level of food, but we're also not talking about like the healthy food that you're going to eat for your mm-hmm. normal meals. Like we're talking about on a special occasion or in a certain time and place, you have some potato chips or you have a piece of cake. Is there a place for is there a place for that in food, and does that analogy work for things like a a fun sci-fi book and, or a video game? And you also but, mentioned the thing about a draw too, and how the draw it doesn't determine it. And I would say, you know, I think the draw I really like cake. Yeah, but I think you can have the draw to cake, mm-hmm. you know, and that can lead you to cake, mm-hmm. so long as you first submit it to reason. You say, well, I haven't eaten any junk food in a long time. And like, oh, it is a special occasion or, you know, oh, this is going to this person's birthday party. They're having cake. I'm going to have a piece, a piece of cake to celebrate them. But even the draw, I think the draw can happen before the decision. 
I'm only Providing. friends with you because you have birthdays and you have really great cake. <laughs> <laughs> Keep making that cake. <laughs> anyway. So I think there's an ideal, though, even in the midst of how we eat food or how we treat food in our lives, just like there's an ideal in how we spend leisure. And so, you know, going back to Rob's opening question and, and monologue about the show is like, given now that we're dads mm-hmm. and that we're husbands and we have this finite amount of time, like how should we spend that time and how should we spend that time as we seek leisure? And so maybe there was a time in our life where there was a place for those lower forms, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's time also to leave those things behind as we strive for the perfect ideal. And if St. Thomas Aquinas was living today, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure St. Thomas Aquinas would say, yeah, I'm going to spend a couple minutes here playing a video game. Can I add? So a, I think there's an ideal yeah. here that a saintly ideal that we want to shoot for. Can I add? I think another really important dynamic here is precisely in these examples we were talking about is oftentimes like in. So I might have a draw for cake, but I generally don't eat cake unless I'm. It's because I'm at a birthday party and that's what they're doing. So another dynamic here is that well, so maybe we might decide this for ourselves, and this, I think most of us have here that in our in our lives individually, even though we might have played video games a lot in the past, most of us don't discern that there's a lot of space or any space for that right now. But we have other people that will, for their sake, with them, as an activity with them, okay, I'll watch this mm-hmm. movie or I'll play this video game. Now, that might be the other dynamic here. That uh, Another weird, goofy example here, thinking about different types of content you might have in your household. My family has always loved the Far Side comics. Okay, are they the most edifying thing in the world? Are they high? Are they high humor? Are they really intellectual stimulating? Well, no, but there are things like the like the Grodies have always liked them. My dad liked them. My grandpa liked them. I've shown them to my kids. We laugh about them now. There is something to be said for uh, stuff that's not necessarily the the best, but that does draw people together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not unedifying. It's not immoral, but it's something fun and goofy. That's our thing. And maybe that uh, for me in terms of video games, that's the place they have in my life currently where I don't have time personally for them. I can't, I've not uh, prudently, I don't see a place for them for me to go off and play video games for myself, Mm -hmm. but I do play them a little bit with my kids as a fun thing to do with them or my brother again, who's across the country. I get online and play a little bit with him Mm -hmm. and that's, those seem to be good uses of them to me. Rob and I, uh, Years ago, super early in um, each of our marriages, we actually got married the same year. Uh, nope. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Nope. 100%. No. Nope. It was like the same year. It was me. What year did you get married? 2014. I heard that video games are bad oh my for your gosh. memory. I, did, I forgot. Sorry, no, 2012. Yes. July 14th. He's wrong. 2014. Oh, that's when you got married? Okay, just kidding. Oh, so Not you were close. single and I, I was, was married. Single. All right. I had nothing to do. So, anyways. You were neglecting your family. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the point is, neither one of us had kids yet, and we were we were working at the same parish, and um, there was a, like a week or two where you would come over to my house at something like five thirty or six a.m. so that we could play a zombie game together before we went to work. <laughs> Yeah. And we did that almost like every day for, until we beat that game. After like one or two weeks, I was in. I was getting my master's degree. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, anyways, that makes it. My point it. is though that I look back at that with fondness. Like I love those memories, and it was such a cool thing that we fun. were doing. Um, and you know, we we did it saving the world. I think I, I might just won the argument here. No, listen, zombie games. Listen, it was it was something that we did in a way that it didn't impact the rest of our lives. Like we got up a little extra early and come, came together for one or two weeks, and we had fun together as friends. And we, you know, it, it was bonding, 
and it lasted as long as that game lasted and we were done. But you could have bonded over like so many other things that would have been edifying, like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not judging you here. I'm just saying, and I'm glad you guys had that experience or whatever. Okay. I'm judging you here. Uh, <laughs> but like, there, there could be like, you know, working out together as, as a bond. But if you know Nick or sites, I, you him and <laughs> us two together, like, you know, we need a lower form. <laughs> And I, I feel like I feel anyone could look into somebody else's life, though, and say, wait, but why that thing and not oh, yeah. that thing? But, but the, you could so, say, well, you could so do my, that better. My life, like, so I could bond over Nick by coming over every day for the next two weeks and playing a video game with him. Mm -hmm. But is that going to be the best thing for our friendship? And our, is that going to draw us to God more than taking a run together or, you know, working definitely, out? or Definitely more than taking a run together. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what so would I your think, answer be if he asked you to take a run with him? I would do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? You're okay. on your own, man. When it's too cold for me. Because <laughs> both of you I'm, I'm probably game. let's do it. Okay, so so, so Nick you, and Peter are going to start running. I mean, do you guys agree or disagree that there's higher forms of bonding than these, and we should be choosing the higher forms versus defaulting towards lower forms? And I think for men in our culture and society today, so many men are choosing the lower forms because we're we're not setting the bar high. It's easier. That's, it's just it is easier, and yeah. we shouldn't be. Yeah, but I also don't regret that. Like, even though we were shooting zombies, like I think that there was there was real value. That, you know, Matthew Kelly talks a lot about spending carefree timelessness with people, and mm -hmm. that's how you build real relationships that last. Yeah. Um, and that's how you show people that you love them. Like, there isn't when we start to think so um, so legalistically. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot do X activity unless it falls at least on this level in the spectrum of, of higher or lower goods. Um, I think that it puts like an almost a, a level of anxiety on yourself or, or a level of like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, well, I just I think that you, what you do is you end up becoming so uh, regimentedly uh, approaching uh, leisure or, or just having fun with people or that carefree timelessness that like it can end up. I don't know. It, it, to me, it creates a danger of uh, unduly judging the actions of others, but also limiting what other people are able to do with you because it doesn't fall high enough on the ladder. I, I think if there's an opportunity to meet someone where they're at from an evangelical perspective, and that's where, you know, John Mark's example of playing with your kids and stuff. Hmm. Although I would go back and say, even like, is that what I want my kids to find in themselves leisure? And I think that's a good question to attack as well. Um, so if that's the only way that you want to connect with me is to play video games and you want to go running with me, then I might say, okay, well, that's, that's the way that Nick wants to connect. That's the way I'll connect with him. Mm -hmm. But I think if there's an opportunity for both of us to say, you know what, <clears throat> that would be fun, but this would be better for our body or our soul. Let's do that instead, especially given the finite amount of time that we have here on earth. I mean, we've got one shot at this guy. It's like yeah. just one, just one. <laughs> so just one. I want to, I, I agree with Pete here. Okay. I agree. I think the the error in your calculus is that that's just one that's just one thread of the discernment is is it higher or lower, because I think another thing here is like think about when you're trying it to to learn a new skill or you're trying to develop that the habit the taste the appetite for a higher thing versus a lower thing, if you start by trying to go zero to sixty, you're not going to stick with it, you know if like if if so is it a higher thing to read. Uh, the Bible for three hours a day versus reading, you know, spending 15 minutes before bed as part of my reading time from the day, reading the sci-fi book that I like. Well, yeah, yeah, in some sense, in one in one thread of analysis, certainly it's better. But if you can't, you none of us can go from zero to 60 yeah. like that. Like Pete and so, Nick, they're but, not going to go but running. But that's, <laughs> that's part of the prudent analysis is that 
yeah, you want to you aim for the higher thing. If you can do the higher thing, then that's certainly a good thing. But you're also recognizing that um, you and the people around you that you're interacting with, you're, you're dealing with what you've got. And you have to maybe take little baby steps going forward. And there also, I think there is a place for, um, I think there is a place, like there is a place for cake in your life. You know, there is a place to have a uh, to have a piece of cake. I think that's my challenge with yeah. that approach is that it doesn't leave room for cake. It's like, well, why would we eat this cake even though it's someone's birthday when we could be eating these carrots? Why would you? It's, why would you have wine at the wedding of Cana? Like, why would like there 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 seems that there's a place for it's to fill up the corners though. You got to have the salad meal first. Yeah, well, but my that's what that was my point about the legalism is that if I'm yeah. going to approach my life with that legalism that it, I have to if I can I got to stay up on the ladder on this level. Because it takes the cake out of the equation. Uh-huh. So going back to the food example, I mean, yeah. food is something that's <clears throat> necessary for life. And there's something really beautiful about food and sweetness and, you know, steaks and the, the enjoyment of food, which I think is also another higher level. Mm-hmm. But would you say, say the same? Entering you, into a technology experience. Leave technology which, out of it. Well, the category we can't would be play. Right. No, you you have to because otherwise it introduces bias just because it has have, electricity in it. Because you have food and then you have play. Right. I think both of those are yeah yeah serious aspects of life that we need to, you know, a serious that that's the wrong way to say it. I mean, they're important. Yeah. And we have higher forms of play and lower forms of play. Agreed. Yeah. And video games yeah. would be a lower. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Well, okay. I think we're <laughs> I am unsatisfied. We're done. <laughs> we are done Part with this conversation. One. Let us know in the comments what do you think about this and why is Pete wrong in the comments? Yes. <laughs> and it really doesn't have to be limited to video games. <laughs> or to Pete, I yes. guess. <laughs> All right. So what do we how do we finish this show? That's it. We have to say something. If you want to, yeah. All right, the well, bills. uh we are done with the show. Have a good day. (laughs) This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.